Hello everyone, this is Art Gelwicks, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of Being Productive. Now each episode we explore concepts, techniques, and tools that will help you work less and accomplish more. Now since we're trying to be efficient as well as effective, let's go ahead and get started. Hey everybody. This episode, I want to talk about what the heck a digital transformation is, how does it happen, what it isn't, and kind of lay the groundwork to help you frame this properly in your mind when you look at all the different things that you have to deal with. So a lot of times we'll hear the term coaching, we'll hear consulting, we'll hear any number of different labels attached to it. But there's a specific dynamic that has to happen when you're looking at a digital transformation. Now, the name itself kind of lets the cat out of the bag. Digital, assuming you're dealing with technology, no question about it. That's part and parcel with what digital transformation is about. But what it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that it only deals with technology. And that's where the transformation part comes into play. Because when we think about transforming something, we're not only changing what it is, but we're changing it into something ideally better. So how does that work? With a digital transformation, does that mean that there's some app that we go and install and all of a sudden everything is different? No, actually it doesn't. Digital transformation, at least the way I approach digital transformations, are first to look at the tools that you already have. I'm a very much out of the box kind of guy. I think that developers put a huge amount of time into their applications and into their solutions and into their platforms to provide a core set of functionality that addresses a lot of need. The difficulty we get into is often that that need isn't an exact match for our needs. So we'll say, I need to do X, Y, and Z, and this application does Q, X, and Y. Well, that's not good enough. I need to get something custom built. I need to find another application, and so on and so on. That's not transformation. That's product hunting. That's buying. That's not looking at what you're doing because as part of a digital transformation process, one of the things that I start with is looking at the process itself. You defined as a need as X, Y, and Z. How do you know that's your need? Have you confirmed that X, Y, and Z is what you're supposed to be doing or what is the best thing to be doing? You'll hear me use the tagline a lot. Gelbix Tech is all about working less to accomplish more. And that's one of the core tenets of digital transformation is to look at the processes that you're doing and see, can they be simplified? Can they be rendered more efficient utilizing the tools that you already have? And there's a lot of reasons to do that. One of the things from a digital transformation standpoint is change management. And 
that will often derail most digital transformation projects. Uh, when you start to deploy a new technology, uh, executives within a corporation decide to purchase a new technology, deploy it all through their organization, say, okay, I want everybody to start using this and it will make you more productive. Right there is a red flag. Immediately, that should be a red flag. Why? Because there's nothing aside from what they were told by the salespeople who sold them the product that indicates that that particular solution is actually going to improve the productivity of their organization. And how do I know that? Take a look at just about every application that you've had to interact with. Is it the tool that has made things better? Or is it how the tool has been used? See, when we talk about transformation and we think about things from a transformational context, we have to be willing to have a very introspective look at our organizations and our operations. We have to be willing to say that I guarantee what we are doing could be done better. Now, that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people, especially as you get into management, because a lot of times their worth within an organization is defined by how well the people below them are doing their jobs. So let's think about it from this perspective. By stating that everything we are doing can be improved does not mean we are stating that everything we are doing is incorrect. That's, that's a consultant talking to you. A consultant telling you that, oh, what you're doing isn't right. There are better ways. There are industry standard practices. There are best practices that you should be following. And for X number of dollars an hour, I will show you how to do those things. That's a whole different conversation. A digital transformation is all about looking at the tools that you've already invested in and saying, okay, what can we do with these that we're not already doing? Is that a good idea? And how do we get our people to be able to do that? Uh, one of my favorite examples is over the past couple of years, as we've dealt with the pandemic, uh, we look at collaboration tools, specifically remote tools, uh, things like Zoom, things like Microsoft Teams and that sort. When the chaos hit the fan, the first reaction was to make sure that everybody could have virtual meetings and we could see each other. Well, we didn't transform. We duplicated. Instead of transforming how we operated, we tried to duplicate the work environment that we were now no longer in. Over time, smart organizations and smart professionals started their transformation process. They started to look at the tools and say, wait a minute, this is a neat tool, but do we really need to have the same meetings we were having before? Partially because the tool made us recognize how unproductive those actually were. But additionally, they gave us functionality, opportunities that we didn't have before. So for example, let's take the meeting context. When you had a full team meeting, let's say you had a, a meeting or a team of 10 people and you'd have a full 10 person meeting. If you do the traditional productivity math, 
that's 10 hours of non-productive time. I'll argue that it's actually double that because you have at least half of that before and half of that after to get spun up and then spun back down. But let's take that as the example. Of those 10 people, how many are actually engaged at any given time during the meeting? If you're lucky, half. We'll take it down even further. How many are actually contributing to the meeting? I would take it even down to a quarter of that population. So do you need to have all those people together? Absolutely not. So what did we do when the chaos hit the fan? We started to have 10 people virtual meetings. And we all know as soon as that started and you had the option to turn your camera off, <laughs> you really were disengaged. And, and if you didn't do that, or if you say you never did that, then you're a better person than I am. But here's what I'm going to suggest is that the smart teams and the smart organizations started to look at this and say, wait a second, what if we do smaller meetings? What if we do impromptu things? What if we spread it out? A lot of the reason why we didn't do that in the quote office space is because physically and geographically within the office itself, there weren't places to do that. Some offices tried to establish those locations, you know, breakout rooms and little side cubbies where you could sit and have quick conversations. And they thought they were being very progressive by doing that. But we all know that didn't work particularly well. It, it was kind of a half effort at best. But those organizations that started to recognize in the virtual space that we had a virtual tool where we could have these kinds of conversations when we needed to and allow people to work as they were most effective got through this without too much difficulty and those people involved in those in arrangements started to recognize that they could be more efficient as well so digital transformation has as much to do with the digital part of the name as it does with the transformative part. We look at the tools, we understand the tools. Often we don't understand them well enough to do an effective transformation or change management exercise, which is the first thing that we have to do. But secondarily, we have to understand ourselves. We have to understand professionally and personally and organizationally how these tools can be used and accept that in some cases they can't. So when somebody talks to you about bringing in a consultant or bringing in a coach, I suggest asking, well, what exactly is the path that you want us to go down? What do you think we need to do? And make sure you're in alignment with that and question it and critique it. Don't just accept it based on what you've been told. But think about your organization and think about your individual work efforts and say, does this match with the type of person and organization we are? And don't be afraid to say, no, it doesn't. Thanks for taking some time to listen. If you found this useful, why don't you share this podcast with someone else you know? It's a quick step for you, but it means a lot to us and gives us an opportunity to help others. Also, if you have ideas for future episodes or topics you'd like to, us to explore, drop us a line over at Gelwickstech so we can make this podcast even more useful for you.